What is up, guys? What is up? We are back for another episode of the Hero Project Podcast. I am your host, Rory Morgan. I'm excited for this one today. I'm excited to be back in the swing of producing podcasts. I'm excited to be talking about the things that get me excited. And um, we're going to talk about your journey that you're on right now. We're going to talk about achieving your goals. We're going to talk about how all goals are actually the same goal. And we're going to talk about how you can make sure that you achieve your dreams, achieve whatever it is that you set out to achieve. So let's jump into it. Let's uh, let's get busy here. But before we do that, I just want to ask you guys, make sure you understand that you do have an obligation to share this podcast, to tell your friends that need to listen to this podcast, to subscribe to the podcast. Because by the way, guys, if you're not subscribing, iTunes doesn't know that you like this. If you just listen when it's convenient for you, but you don't actually subscribe, and you don't ever, you don't, you don't really actually download the podcast. They don't care. They don't believe you. So, so, so download, share it, share it on social media, text it to all your friends. As you know, nothing could be more important than getting people to listen to this podcast. All right, guys. I'm going to stop sounding like an idiot, and I'm going to talk about something that's actually. Well, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a pretty cool concept. I'm going to talk about the idea of your life's journey, your life's purpose. And and uh, this is going to be way less corny than it sounds, all right? Um, but it's actually going to be quite practical. I'm going to start, though, with a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it goes like this. These are the voices which we hear in solitude but they grow faint and inaudible as we enter into the world. Society everywhere is in conspiracy against the manhood of every one of its members. Manhood there refers to women as well, just in case you're wondering. You know, we're in a very PC age nowadays. But guys, we all have these, these voices, don't we? And society has gotten even more noisy than it ever has before. I mean, it is a noisy society. There is nonstop distraction. And I fear for all of us. I fear for myself as a, as a dad. I fear for um, these kids I see nowadays who are plugged into devices 24-7 because there are some very powerful very important lessons that are meant to be learned that can only be learned in quiet and in solitude being unplugged and 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 learning to hear the voices that are inside you because really your true calling your true purpose is going to be found there and it is so easy to put ourselves in a situation where we are overwhelmed and we're not connected with those things, and we are not aimed at really our purpose anymore. So today what I'm going to talk about that relates to those voices in our head, right? those voices that we all need to be hearing, is basically a six-step 
process for becoming who you're meant to be, essentially, uh, for fulfilling your life's purpose, for for achieving what you set out to achieve. And this is going to happen again and again in your life, right? Your particular aim in life, your personal legend, as the, as the book uh, The Alchemist describes it, it might change, right? It might not be the same thing in 20 years as it is right now. But we're going to go through this these these six stages of growth these six stages of a journey and these are the six, same six stages that you're going to see in any story these are the same six stages you're going to see in a movie a great movie uh, the hero's journey and this is not going to be the same as as you know these 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 marketing people who talk about the hero's journey i, I promise this is not going to be the same thing here let me just jump into it Okay, and this is where the the voices in your head really enter the equation here. So the first stage in anything that you're going to do in your life that's worth anything, anything that you're going to remember, anything that's going to be defining in your life, the first stage is your calling, right? Many are called, few are chosen, says the Bible. Everyone is called. Everyone experiences these callings on our life. We have a, 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 an idea, a whisper of what we want to do, a faint, like it's just this, this, this voice speaking to us of, of who we could actually be or what we could actually do if we really got our act together, if we really dedicated ourselves, if we really focused, if we really became, you know, if we really became the person we were supposed to become. And you have this vision, you have this voice, you have this calling, you have this idea of the people you want to help, the impact you want to have, it is there. Right? It is there. We all have it. It's pure, it's clear, and that's the first stage. And when you first take action, or you first decide, because what a lot of people do is they take like a half action, right? They like tell someone that they're committing to it, but they're not really committing to it. Right? Lots of doubt pops up immediately, doesn't it? Right? And that's the first, like, little bit of opposition is you have a calling, right? I can use an example for me. I I wanted to play college basketball, and then that turned into professional basketball. And nobody thought I could do it. Right? I just wasn't a gifted athlete. At least not at the level of, you know, professional basketball players. But I just, this voice wasn't going anywhere, man. I wanted it. That's what I wanted. And not trying would have been worse than failing to be quite honest with you, right? But it was a very clear idea. It was very clear. I, but people told me all the time, yeah, what are you thinking? You can't play college basketball. You you know, you can be a decent high school player. You know, you might be able to score some points and be a good shooter and whatnot, but you're not a college athlete. You're not a college-level athlete. What are you thinking? I can think of five or six people that 
that told me like, dude, like, you know, maybe you could go, you know, walk on and, and play a couple of minutes at a division three school, but you know, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind thinking you can get a college scholarship. And what most people do is they give up, right? They don't follow the calling, right? They don't listen to the voice as that Emerson quote goes, right? Society everywhere is in a conspiracy against manhood of every one of its members. It's a conspiracy to make you average, to fit in, to be like everyone else. Okay, this is still, we're still only in phase one. I'm getting a little long-winded, I know, but that's your first test is that you have to overcome the basic doubts. Like you have to, it's it's just that you have to commit, right? Because the, the end isn't that I was going to be Michael Jordan. The end was that I was going to learn this process of self, of growth, of self-improvement, of, of committing and achieving. That I was going to learn the process and learn all the lessons that I needed to learn along the way. Right? But you're never going to learn those lessons if you don't commit to something. It doesn't matter what your friends are doing. It matters what you're called to. Okay? So that's going to bring you into the second stage. And this is the opposition stage. Okay. It's a little bit more intense than the version that I just said, right? So you've made the commitment and now you get a much more strong opposition, right? Maybe in the beginning, you were just kind of testing the waters, saying you were committed, saying you were going to do something and just trying to see where everyone was at. What did everyone else think, right? You want to build a $10 million business. What does everyone else think of that? You're just kind of floating the idea. But now you've committed and you've said it publicly and you're like, this is what I'm doing. Now you're going to meet opposition. Your friends, your old habits, right? This is the biggest one. Your old habits, man, holy cow. If you're operating at one level and you now all of a sudden have to operate at another level, how are you going to force yourself to keep operating at another level? right? If you're used to waking up at six every day and you know that you're going to have to wake up at 4 a.m. every day in order to get the work done that you need to get worked, need to get done, are you going to be able to build that habit into your life or are you going to give up after a few days? This stage is basically that first two to three weeks of your New Year's resolution, right? The people that give up in the opposition stage, hey, they had a beautiful vision of losing 30 pounds, getting in shape, eating healthy all year, never eating sugar again. But two to three weeks in, they're done, aren't they? Right? That's This is where almost everyone does it. And the question you must answer in the opposition phase is, am I going to be in allegiance with what is good and right? Or am I going to be in allegiance with what's convenient and comfortable. Because if you're an entrepreneur or you're an athlete or you're a leader, I'm sorry, but you have a different definition of good and bad, good and evil, right? Good 
is who you're supposed to be. It's what you're supposed to be. It's that future version of your company or that future version of your team. That's good. And that's what you're aimed at. Anything short of that is evil. That's how black and white it has to be. If you're going to be an achiever, you're not an intellectual. There's no nuance here. You're someone that's going to get something done. And are you going to be in allegiance with good or convenient and comfortable? Because that's evil. Are you going to stay in the comfort zone? So that's phase two. It's the opposition phase. In the grand scheme of things, it's really not that hard to overcome. Feels hard at the time. But once you break through that opposition phase, you make it through those first few weeks, right? You're still working hard. You're still going at it. You're going to come to a point where you realize how naive you were, right? This is that moment where, you know, as a basketball player, I step out onto the court with college basketball players for the first time, and I realized just how effing good these guys are, right? Yeah, I was working hard. I was staying focused. But, geez, this is a whole nother level of athleticism. This is a whole nother level of speed. This is a whole nother level of strength. It's a whole nother level of mentality because they want to eat me alive. And I didn't know what I was doing, right? And this is the reality phase. This is where you realize there is a chasm that is so wide that you don't know if you can cross it. You're going to be fearful. You're not going to know if you're ever going to figure it out, right? This is that moment where, hey, you set out, you know, your goal was to build a $10 million business or your goal was to build a a $1 million business or whatever. And you got excited about it. That was your calling. You got through the opposition. You, you You laid the groundwork. You built a strategy. You did some of the basics. And then you go to start doing it and it's like, bam, you get hit in the face and it's way harder than you thought. It's way harder to make sales than you thought it was going to be. There, People are giving you objections and you don't know how to overcome them. And you're like, holy crap, man, I got my work cut out for me. And you question everything. And the question you have to ask for yourself, to answer for yourself at this point is is the person that I was meant to become, is the person I am here on this earth, the person I'm here and meant to become, the purpose that I have, is that worth sacrificing who I am now? Because this is the point at which you realize that your rebirth to become someone new requires death. You didn't, until this point, realize that you were going to have to die. That the old man would have to die. And it was going to cost you everything. It was going to cost your time. It was going to cost your thoughts. Your thought patterns are going to have to die. Your habits are going to have to die. Your conveniences are going to have to die. Maybe friendships will have to die. You have to become someone new, and in order for that to happen, you have to die. And nobody 
Nobody's very good at crossing the chasm of death, are they? Okay, that's the third stage. Hopefully this is making sense to some of you. Hopefully or some of you are recognizing this. Hopefully this doesn't sound like the rantings of a crazed lunatic on LSD. I think this is what we all go through. And if it's starting to not sound familiar, maybe it's because you haven't worked hard enough. Maybe you haven't tried hard enough. I always find when I speak to really successful people, people that have achieved in any area of life, they're going to recognize these things. Okay, so that's going to bring us into the next phase, which is the endurance phase, fourth phase. In the endurance phase, this is your salvation. Right? Faith without works is dead. And this is where you prove your faith. This is long-suffering. This is patience. This is, do you have the patience to actually do what you set out to do? This is delayed gratification. This is the fact that now, okay, yeah, I'm committed to my death and my rebirth, but it takes a hell of a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. Are you going to still do it? Is what you actually set out to become worth the work, the sweat? And this is that period. This is that stone cutter quote that's so cool, right? I don't know if you guys have heard it, but it's the, you know, when I'm struggling, I go and look at the stone cutter. Actually, I should probably just look the quote up because I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, completely butcher it. There it is. When nothing seems to help, I go and I look at a stone cutter hammering away at his rock perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet at the hundredth and first blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not that blow that did it, but all that had gone before. Right? There's going to be a lot of blows. Right, a lot of going to be a lot of failed attempts. Going to be a lot of things that you have to endure. But can you delay the gratification? There's a study. There's there's actually actually several interesting studies. But one of the things that is most highly associated with success is the ability to delay gratification. Right, that that's a trait that people actually have, and can be learned. By the way. If you can delay your gratification, you can uh, you can actually achieve. Right. This is the this is the waking up early, going to the gym for three straight years, doing dribbling drills, shooting five hundred shots a day, and not really having anyone notice that you're getting better. Right. Mm, questioning yourself if you're getting any better. This is the, you know, investing in seven different sales trainings and your conversion rate never actually improving. And knowing it doesn't really matter 
you have to keep working to get better at sales. Right? Quitting isn't an option. All right? What happens during that phase is you get stronger and stronger and stronger, and your mindset and the skills that you're developing, they eventually start to become character traits, and you start to become... You, 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 you change as a person, right? You actually become a more formidable human being. And you can't see it. It happens slowly, right? Diamonds require pressure and heat and time. Lots and lots of time. And so you might go into this process of a lump of coal, but you're going to emerge as a diamond through the endurance phase. But the end of the endurance phase brings you to something that you didn't see coming. Right? It almost always happens this way, which is the ultimate test. Right? You thought it was the endurance. You thought endurance was everything. But there's going to be this ultimate test, this thing that, that tries you, that, that, that really, really, really puts you beyond what you thought you could ever handle. This is when Luke Skywalker faces Darth Vader. He's tempted by the Emperor, right? You can bring order to the galaxy if you just, if you just or to the universe, if you just, you know, give in to the dark side. You can save your friends. This is Michael Jordan in the flu game, right? All of the hard work, all the work he'd been doing. He'd already won all these championships. He'd been enduring forever. He had been work outworking everyone. And then the flu game, right? He had to raise his game even higher. A whole nother level. And you realize all your training that was hard. You thought that was the point. But there's this literal moment of truth that you're going to have to arrive at. There's going to be something you're so terrified of or that you just absolutely doubt that you absolutely you just you just don't know that you actually have the ability to do it. it. It just goes beyond what you believe yourself to be capable of. And you you just know that you can't do it without without outside help, without a higher power, so to speak. And this is ultimately why anyone who's really been through really, really challenging stuff is is going to speak in a way that sounds and feels very religious, even if they're not a religious person, is because when you go through this journey, um, I think it, I think it just kind of, it kind of, I think it integrates your entire being, your entire soul. And, and there's a religion, a reason religion has a place in our society. Again, this isn't a religious podcast. I like to, I like to mix in a lot of those themes, but it's unavoidable, right? It's kind of like, there's like this, uh, there's like this, uh, religious kind of poem or whatever. I've seen a lot of places where it's like, there's like the pictures of the footsteps in the sand and it's like the guy, the guy dies and goes to heaven and he's like, you know, God, you know, there was two sets of footprints everywhere except for the part where 
my life was the hardest and I was going through the most challenges and people around me were abandoning me, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it was during that part where there was only one set of footprints. Why did you leave me when I was at my worst, when it was the hardest for me? And he's like, no son, those, there's only one set of footprints because that's when I carried you. That's kind of like what this, this is, right? It doesn't mean you give up. It means that it means that you enter into something new, right? The transformation becomes complete. And then you enter into the sixth phase, right? Which is the, the phase of, of the hardened, wise warrior. Because if you couldn't tell, this is the warrior's path. This is the warrior's journey. The warrior's way. Right? When you meet someone who just has it all put together, it's because they've been through an entire cycle. Right? And then you're going to be called again into something new. But when you go through this entire cycle, it changes you. All six phases, right? And when you meet these people, it's like they 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 have something special that you don't, right? And I'm not talking about charisma, right? Charisma's nice. Like personality's nice. But I'm talking about just like that there are people that just operate on a whole other level. Wisdom, courage, just inner strength. You can see it and feel it in their eyes, right? This is the process of life. Right? This this is why every movie follows this plot like every great movie at least every great book follows this structure it's because it is universal to human beings and as an entrepreneur or any type of leader this is the journey you're on and I think it helps to know where you're at but it all starts guys with hearing the voices and knowing that those voices are there for a reason. Because if you are an entrepreneur or you're someone who has a vision of something better, that is there for a reason. You have that voice inside you because you are meant to pursue it. It doesn't matter if it's the perfect idea. It doesn't matter if it's going to change the entire world. It matters that you pursue your vision because it's the pursuit of it that brings you on the journey by which you are transformed. It's your duty and your moral obligation to pursue it. It is your it is it is what is required of you to become who you are meant to be. You are meant to be more than you are today and that doesn't matter if you're 15 years old or 65. So guys, I hope that one was helpful. I'm going to wrap it up there. And I think you can hopefully think of someone, maybe think of someone who can be an example of that, a hero of that, right? But that's the journey to greatness. That's the journey to uh, really truly being the hero of your own story. Guys, share the podcast. Thanks for listening looking forward to doing it again. Uh, feel free to, uh, 
Submit questions. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, let us know. Talk to you soon. Have a great one.